0: You should go there now. yeah. Hello, and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle, Uh uh-huh?
1: Uh-huh, yeah. Yes, hello. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm on Team Kong. Team Kong? What about you, Larry? That's right.
0: Oh, well... See, the problem is that as much as I love the ape There's no way he would beat Godzilla Like, come on
1: Come on But he's a monkey That's right I heard that 911 call King Kong's gonna bite Godzilla's face off Maybe
0: Uh, I don't know if gorillas actually do that Or if that's just chimps
1: Well, I guess we will find out When Godzilla vs. Kong comes out and we watch it on our tiny little TVs the way that they did not intend it. Uh
0: huh. I uh, <laughs> I think that thing about Godzilla actually being Mechagodzilla is probably correct.
1: Oh, yeah, probably. I, there was like some sort of uh toy leak, wasn't there, that yeah, revealed like Mechagodzilla was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. that stuff. Like, it's weird to me how that stuff continues to happen. Yeah, Like, that's a routine thing of toy lines spoiling characters being in movies, and I would think, like, by now they would have figured out a way to avoid that, but apparently not.
0: Well, I wonder if part of this is because of the movie getting delayed so long because of the pandemic and everything. Because that was supposed to have been out in, like, March last year.
1: Hey, speaking of movie delays caused by the pandemic, No Time to Die has been delayed again! Yeah, okay. To, like, I think... Oh, God. See... There was so much news that happened. We've had this problem where there's not been any news stories, and now suddenly everything's popping off. And so I made a whole list of news, and I forgot to put the delay for No Time to Die on here, so I don't have my notes about when it got delayed to specifically. But I think it's like out to August at this point. That was October. I have... Yeah, actually, that yeah, it's probably October. But point is, it's it's out in in the fall. At this point, I think previously it was meant to come out either this spring or the summer. I think it was spring.
0: Plenty of time to die.
1: Yes, I can't wait to watch this like three-year-old movie by the time it actually comes out.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but that's that's all there is to say about James Bond. Probably should move on to uh, video game news, of which again there is a lot. Uh, Larry, do you want to start on anything in particular?
0: Uh. Okay, I would say probably the weirdest one was Microsoft doubling the price of Xbox Live and then a day later going, "Oops, never mind."
1: <laughs> yeah. Everyone's immediately being like, "Hey, this is fucked up." And then Microsoft being like, "Oh yeah, that's no. You guys didn't like that. Let's not do that.
0: Please stop throwing Please rocks like us. at us."
1: Yeah. Uh Yeah, that Was pretty funny too because then people started floating the idea of like, oh, PlayStation Plus could raise their price by a little bit and probably get away with it at this point. Uh, Uh, And it would have been funny if they did that and then Microsoft reversed course. Yeah, but uh, that that whole
0: thing is weird though because like if they increased it by like ten dollars a year or something, it'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like they haven't raised it in a really long time. Sure, okay.
1: Just straight up doubling it.
0: Yeah. That's, well, it was, that was specifically because it seemed like they didn't have a year option anymore. Like, it was just like, uh, what was, $60 for six months or something? Yeah, Which I is
1: think crazy. They, the, the plans had changed, I think, to one month, three months, six months. Yeah. Which um, is such a weird way to just structure that thing in general. Yeah. So, but then yeah, doubling it on top of that.
0: Like, that almost makes me think it was an error. Or something, but then there were cards that were made with the like six month and sixty dollar price on it. So yeah, I
1: doubt it's an error considering how much they ran with it. If it were an error, I think they would have reversed everything a lot sooner. Well, I
0: mean, you can't really reverse something like that that fast. Like one day is pretty quick for that. Um, but yeah, like when I first read that, I had to read it a few times to make sure that it was actually right because it's like that. Does not seem correct. That seems like gamefly math when you buy gift certificates and it's like busted. Um except in the opposite direction.
1: Yeah. But hey, at least uh the price isn't actually going to be raised, so good news. Oh speaking of gamefly,
0: by the way, I bought uh Marvel's Avengers. So oh no. Larry. I spent a whole three dollar on it. <laughs> no, to just <laughs> That's... Just hold on to it until the PS5 version is out and the DLC (laughs) is done.
1: You gotta do a long hold on this copy of (laughs) Avengers.
0: I've invested in AVG (laughs) uh, and it's gonna shoot up.
1: Yeah, you're just waiting for it to bottom out and then you get in on that three bucks, wait for then; then it'll gain value over time.
0: Yeah, we're gonna stick it to those hedge funds who have short sold Square Enix stock. (laughs)
1: Well, I guess we're moving into GameStop news, uh-huh. uh, which is impossible not to talk about because this is probably the biggest thing going on uh, with video games. But um, the Wall Street Bets Reddit has been juicing the GameStop uh, stocks because they have pretty much just bottomed out. And as a result of this going up just a ridiculous degree, uh, they're bankrupting hedge funds, which is hilarious. Yeah, it is. It's really, like, really funny to me. So that's
0: the thing. It's not just because it bottomed out. Because if something just bottoms out like that, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's specifically mm-hmm. because these hedge funds have short-sold the stock so much that by juicing the price up and buying it, that then they are making them take a loss and then have to try to cover it, which only then makes it go higher. And so it's this like horrible cycle where these people are just taking a bath on it while uh, Redditors are getting rich, which is very funny.
1: Yeah, uh the same thing is now happening to AMC, which makes sense because very similar thing going on with them. We were kind of talk about how like a lot of this is because, as well, the pandemic affecting certain businesses. And of course, GameStop has never really done well, but like the pandemic has made it a lot worse. But like theaters would be even harder hit by everything. Uh, Since as we've covered before on the podcast They're pretty much dying
0: I mean they were kind of dying Before the pandemic too It just sped it up Yeah but this is like
1: really kneecapping them Yeah Uh, So AMC seems like it's also getting Juiced a lot right now But uh, I do like also seeing uh, You know Talking heads Freaking out about this too Like Joe (laughs) Kramer and people like them Jim (laughs) Kramer Jim Kramer, I'm sorry. Cosmo Kramer. Uh, <laughs> just hitting every goddamn button in his studio <laughs> trying to figure out what the fuck is happening. Uh-huh. What's a Reddit?
0: It's like the Merv Griffin show episode except it's the set with all the buttons
1: on it. <laughs> yeah, it's just inside of his house. Yep. You walk into his living room, that's all it is. It's like, "Oh shit, I didn't know you lived here."
0: Mhm. Thought this was in a
1: studio or something, you freak.
0: Alternatively, uh, Jim Kramer's in his studio and has a window And there's a Kenny Rogers <laughs> roaster sign outside
1: I just, like, actually he lives in the studio There's just like a cot under one of the desks Yeah Like a sleeping bag, a little I, mug I believe that Yeah he's Got a bucket to relieve himself in
0: Well, he's been down on his luck since he, uh The market for Louis C.K. impersonators isn't what it used to be
1: Yeah Wow well yeah this gamestop thing is is kind of crazy like it, I've seen a lot of similar stuff happen specifically with like cryptocurrency and have had a few times regretted not buying into weird cryptocurrencies as a result but like every time I try to figure out how to remove money from that it just seems like a nightmare yeah um but now it's happening with like an actual stock and like that's kind of cool like at this point it's too much money for me to get in on but like you said these hedge funds taking a bath on it is Hilarious Yes it is So this is still really fun to just watch mm-hmm. I kind of wonder where it tops out too. I don't know Like I wonder where that stock ends up peaking at Before people start pulling out of it
0: Like I told you um, They seem to be aiming for a thousand But I don't know if that's even possible I don't know enough about the stocks And everything to Tell you like what the likelihood of that is If it is even above zero No idea I am not a financial advisor
1: yeah. We have no Obviously. fiduciary obligations. I, I
0: have no finances for one thing. Uh so
1: that's <laughs> well, not the only thing going on in the world of uh video game business news. Konami is also restructuring. Sure.
0: What's that mean? Which like explain it to me.
1: So that is where you take a look at all your like internal divisions. Specifically what's going on with Konami is they are rearranging like high level staff into different departments and kind of just like moving their divisions around. Uh, this isn't actually like unusual. A lot of companies do this. Um, a lot of game companies do this. It at first seemed like an unusual move because it sounded like they were liquidating their games department, which is not actually the case. Uh, so there were people (sighs) who are briefly, can't liquidate something
0: that doesn't exist.
1: Well, sure. Yeah. Uh, but people were briefly hopeful that they would be selling off all their IPs, which I don't think that they would actually do even if they were shutting down their game division. They would just like leverage those IPs in a different way. Like, you Pachinko. Know? Pachinko. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it turns out it was just a standard thing, but there was like a minor freak out of, of people being stupidly hopeful that there might be, you know, a transfer of stuff like Metal Gear Solid. Or Castlevania to a different company. The thing is uh which is never could, going to happen. They
0: could license it out though. Like they already did for Dead by Daylight. That has Silent Hill yeah, stuff in it.
1: It's also Konami.
0: Yeah. It is Konami. So I
1: doubt that they're yeah, I doubt that they're gonna do that with stuff like Castlevania and Metal Gear Solid. Um which like i just considering the way that that company is i don't think they're going to sell those ips unless they're going completely out of business probably which is not going to happen cuz they're they're still doing fine they make plenty of money elsewhere which is why they don't need to rely on games anymore yeah i have got those health um,
0: clubs and whatnot sure like, they're not really a game company and haven't been for a while well obviously yeah. cuz they aren't releasing games but
1: well and then yeah. arguably they have uh some connections to some <gasps> less than What? Yeah. maybe some uh y- Yakuza, Yakuza, no, that's how do you Sega. say it? Oh that's Sega, okay. Well then I don't know. I thought it was Konami. No. Yakuza's Frankly I thought from it was Sega. both of them. Oh no, no, no. I'm talking about like the real Yakuza, I'm not talking about the video game Yakuza.
0: What there's no such thing.
1: I have all these movies about it And everything that happens in movies is real
0: I would like to keep my fingers intact I am saying there is no such thing as the real Yakuza
1: I think they would be so impressed By us knowing what they are That we would get sick back tattoos (laughs) for free
0: What would your back tattoo be?
1: Uh, I would get the cast of Night Court Okay Just like a full cast photo of Night Court On
0: my back I was going to go with King Kong Oh, hmm Seems like that's like, more than Godzilla Gex would be too
1: on the nose Yeah I don't know, I'd still go with Night Court.
0: What about Gamera? Mm. Gamera would be pretty good What about a Mecha Gamera? Nah, that's stupid What about just mm. Ultraman? Just
1: full okay, back tattoo now of talking. Ultraman
0: Yes <laughs> Or a Megazord <laughs> Full
1: Full body tattoo of Ultraman Just okay. color all of my skin So I look like Ultraman
0: Sure, red and silver
1: Yeah, now you're talking Okay Yeah, the, the Konami thing Unlike the GameStop thing Is totally normal Yep GameStop thing, completely abnormal <laughs> Just a bunch of freaks Juicing that, that stock uh, Konami, though Nothing to be alarmed about I have no idea why people lost their minds about it.
0: Well, this also doesn't seem uh, to be like a uh, like a real disastrous one, like the DC no. um, restructuring not that long ago, no, where they just like no. laid off like half their employees or something.
1: So. Yeah, like I said, this seems like completely normal. Yeah, everything that I've read about it, just it seems like it's a normal thing. Ow I almost, hit my elbow?
0: Almost not worth <laughs> reporting on, really.
1: No. No, but I thought I'd just bring it up.
0: No, um, I, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about just in general, like why people sure. seem to care.
1: Well, because again, initially it seemed different because their phrasing of things made it sound like they were shutting down their game division. So, like, I get the I get the initial reporting on it, but they turned around and corrected themselves very very fast, and people just kept running with it anyway. And I don't know if it was just that they did not get the news and we're too caught up in the moment Maybe or what, but yeah, there was a lot of people speculating about them selling stuff, which is weird to me. Cause again, it's Konami. I don't think they're going to sell anything unless they're going completely out of business.
0: Yeah. Uh, Who would you like to see make a new Castlevania? If you could pick from ooh, any developer,
1: just give it back to Ega. Yeah. I mean, I don't, they don't have the money. To buy Castlevania, so that would never happen But if his studio got Castlevania That would pretty much be perfect
0: I would want um, Konami Or I mean uh, Capcom to do it <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> want <laughs> I'm Co-
1: afraid I got some bad I news I think
0: uh, Konami should have another Crack at it, uh, Capcom <laughs> um, Specifically The Devil May Cry team I think should do a Castlevania
1: mm. Yeah, yeah I think I'm with you on that Actually
0: mm. It it could be really good. It could be like Lords of Shadow, but good.
1: Uh, If it were Metal Gear, I would want that to just go to, like, Sony.
0: I guess so. You wouldn't want to just send it to Kojima Productions?
1: Yes and no. I would love for Kojima to keep doing Metal Gear stuff, but at the same time I would hate it because I know Kojima wants to get away from Metal Gear. And I think that, like, as bad as that Konami stuff is, and... As shitty as it is that he no longer has any authority over his baby, uh, it's still nice that he made a clean enough break from things that he can go make these weird games like Death Stranding without being like tied down to constantly churning out Metal Gears.
0: That's true. Except I want him to actually finish it. I am here like Green Goblin, yes. screaming, "Finish it!" He needs to make the actual <laughs> Metal Gear Solid V that he like wanted to, and then after that, he's free to do whatever but i would like to actually see the end of metal
1: gear. I'm sorry, what was that? You said Metal Gear Solid 5?
0: Yeah, the real Metal Gear Solid 5. Not V.
1: Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Same bullshit with you all the time.
0: Yeah, okay. Um
1: um yeah, like i i get that. I think I would like to see that in properly too But at the same time there's more value for me And Kojima being able to do these just Weird original Ideas
0: Oh sure I like that stuff um, that's Kojima Unchained
1: Is is more <laughs> <laughs> More valuable to me
0: um, Yes I, I agree with that it's just like I said I would give them one more to wrap it up And then you yeah. can continue To do weird stuff Because Metal Gear is not weird at all, by the way. No, it's a completely normal game for cool dudes. Yeah, it's just normal spy stuff. It's indistinguishable from Twenty Four or
1: Look, I've uh, I've seen seen those Boston Dynamic robot dogs, and really the Gecko are not that far off. Nope. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Talking to hey, Hey, Larry Davis. Hey.
0: You hey, speaking restructuring
1: now? Hi. <laughs> Hey Larry Hi What video What video game property or Konami's You want to see go to another studio
0: <laughs> I don't know Harry um...
1: <laughs> Vicarious Visions is dead Larry they killed it <laughs> They Ugh. took Vicarious Visions out back Put a gun in its mouth and blew its brains out <laughs>
0: I guess. Yeah. This is
1: the most fucked thing that has happened in the last week.
0: Like this is the worst Uh, portent of what may come in 2021 than anything else so far.
1: So for people who don't know, Vicarious Visions handled the Tony Hawk One Plus Two remake, which is incredibly good. Uh, Uh, They also did the They also did the Insane trilogy. Um, Eh, Yeah.
0: Well, you know, they did the best they could. Those games aren't great to begin with, so whatever.
1: I like the Insane Trilogy a lot. uh. But anyway, that, they have been putting out some real good stuff, so Activision decided enough is enough, and has merged them into Blizzard, and now they will only be working on Blizzard properties. Specifically, it seems like a remake of Diablo 2, which, like, that would be cool, but also at what cost?
0: Yeah, like, I like Diablo 2 a lot, and a remake could be really good, especially with them at the helm. Also, though, I just want Tony Hawk 3 and 4,
1: yeah. Yes. Uh they also liquidated the studio that was previously working on that stuff. I guess just the quality was declining or something. Like I I'm not quite sure what was going on there. But I mean, like I've, there was already a Blizzard studio
0: lately, of course the quality was declining.
1: I mean I don't know what's going on that is making the quality like decline as bad as it has been. Um uh, I think it's they just people just well, they also seem to be having trouble getting good talent in there to replace people that are leaving. So yeah. their solution was, "Hey, Vi- vicarious visions—they got some good talent. So why don't we just have them do everything and just liquidated everything else?" Uh, but yeah, it's just a fucking bummer. Like Diablo Two could be really cool, but I'd rather them, similar to Kojima, being unchained and able to just work on the things that they want to work on.
0: Yeah. It's just bizarre because as far as I understand it, like both the Insane trilogy and Tony Hawk were very successful. They obviously uh crashed like yeah. revived the franchise so they were able to get Toys for Bob in there to make four. Uh, and Tony Hawk apparently did very well too, so it seemed like three and four should be a no brainer, especially since they already have the engine like ready to go, like everything's already dialed in, physics wise yeah, well, I mean, and like... everything.
1: Speaking of reviving franchises, like Tony Hawk was pretty much on ice after five. So Tony
0: Hawk's been on ice for a long time, and they just (laughs) keep trying to bring it back, and it just like they unthaw this homunculus every time, and it just like stumbles around and drools a bit, and then they put it back in cold storage.
1: I don't know why it didn't work. We put little Wayne in it this time.
0: <laughs> that's right. We have little Wayne dan- uh, skating in space, uh, doing a little dance <laughs> on a skateboard. I thought that was all we needed. There's a Ninja Turtle in there, but it's like the creepy one from the movie. But that's fine.
1: Yeah. Well, now we will get nothing. No more Tony Hawk. Yeah.
0: Do you think they're we going to get real good some- remakes? That's it. Do you think they're going to get someone else to make Tony Hawk three and four? And it'll suck like Tony Hawk Uh, 5 did Kinda That would be terrible Which makes me think it might happen
1: Yeah it seems like just a bad enough Of a scenario that it is probably Definitely going to happen Yeah (laughs) I mean this is already shitty enough as it is And it's Activision So why not
0: From what I understand Get Twitch Bob
1: to do it Yeah, maybe, I don't know There you go, put Skylanders in it Spyro's Ooh. on a skateboard They've never done that before I bet that's that right. would feel great and very fun to play
0: <laughs> Oh man Um. Hey, at least those skateboard segments are really easy and short uh, The hoverboard yes. races, now that's the bad part
1: Oh god, yeah, that's Jesus Christ, what were they thinking?
0: Just, thanks nerd what were they <laughs> A shitload
1: of fuck Ass
0: Good one It's good stuff Donkey
1: diarrhea
0: That's right Um, Balls But the Diablo 2 thing Also I can kind of understand where they're coming from Because that Warcraft 3 remake was so bad uh, That mm. I think that was also probably a major factor in this Because I think they like dissolved the team that made that didn't they?
1: I don't I don't remember
0: it was like sure. Why not? Yeah, I think it's like their main team at Blizzard just like got nuked.
1: Y- yeah, yes, that is what happened. Yes, they okay. nuked the main team at Blizzard.
0: Yeah. Well, cool.
1: Just having a moment. I'm okay. fueled entirely by Nos today. Uh, we are not sponsored by Nos, but you should drink Nos, and also we should be sponsored by Nos. Uh so I can get free NOS and then I can have NOS every single day.
0: We need people I to listen NOS to this enough. before you get a sponsorship is the problem. <laughs> Shit. The closest thing um, you could get to a sponsorship would be someone at NOS Anonymous to try to get you to stop drinking <laughs> NOS. Like you just get like a chip that says you haven't had a NOS in a month.
1: It's not going to happen. Look, there's 300 <laughs> milligrams of caffeine in a can of Naws. You can have 400 milligrams of caffeine per day. So as long as I keep the number right where it is, uh-huh. it's not a problem. Okay. It's just like when you look up like how many drinks they say you're able to have per week before you're an alcoholic and then you just you straddle that line, then you're not <laughs> yeah. an alcoholic.
0: Oh, of course. That's how it works. <laughs>
1: Uh just like um, getting the shakes yeah. because
0: you haven't had drink, but it's like, oh well, technically <laughs> I can still have one this week.
1: That's right. Uh so well god, what we have we done? Vicarious Visions, GameStop, Konami. Uh Resident Evil 4 remake has changed developers. Uh Ooh. speaking of things kind of moving and shifting around. So I I understood this differently when you told me about it uh than how I'm reading it now. Which is that uh, Division 1, Capcom Division 1, has taken over for M2 because they didn't like the reception that the Resident Evil 3 remake got. That's how it was reported initially, right?
0: I think... So. No. I don't think... No, that isn't it.
1: Okay. They, I, I must they shifted
0: it over because they had a difference of opinion with... What was it, M2? Yes. Okay. Because M2, after the reception of Resident Evil 3, they wanted to do like a pretty much straight-on one-to-one remake for 4, and Capcom did not want that. They wanted more changes like they did to Resident Evil 3, and so that's why they shifted it. That's what I read.
1: In my defense, I was playing video games (laughs) on a stream when you told me. And I was trying to do both at the same time, comprehend what you were telling me, and also play the game. So I understood it backwards. I the way I understood it was Capcom wanted a one-one remake, and M two wanted to go in a different direction. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm wrong. So anyone who has seen that that stream, this is me issuing a correction on that. Um, when were you streaming? But yeah, like I. This was last week when we were doing uh the failure to launch stream. I was playing Sega CD games.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I think I was watching my Marky Mark video and I was captivated by that. And you were trying to tell me this bullshit about like Resident Evil. I don't care. Okay. I wanted to see all the filters I put on this, like you know royalty-free cartoon footage. Yes. But yeah, the video was
0: not fat, unfortunately. No.
1: And I turned a woman into a lesbian with my NXS video. So well, that's good. Yeah,
0: mission accomplished.
1: I'm, a, I'm an ally of the gay community. I make very bad videos, and then you know, I just the want to gay community. Babes. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the the that being the case, then I'm like happy about the news. I suppose. Like I like what M2 has been doing, but. As I said during that stream, and as I am repeating now, there's no there is no value to me in just having a 1-1 remake of Resident Evil 4, because if I want to play Resident Evil 4, I can play it on just as many devices as I can play Doom at this point. They are very good about porting that game. And I will disagree, uh, I would...
0: because Resident Evil 2 remake is pretty much a 1-1 to remake of 2, and except it plays way better, much like Resident Evil 4 does not play super great if you haven't tried playing it recently, Uh, especially the aiming. And so if they just did that and make it look prettier, I am totally okay with
1: that. Well, we agree to disagree, and that's part of what makes doing the podcast fun is you have your shitty opinions and I have my absolutely correct opinions.
0: I'm firing you.
1: Something just fell over in here. Congrats. (laughs) There's a ghost. It's oh upset no! About my opinion Called on Zach people. Baggins. <laughs> That's right. I opened a Dubik box and I thought it'd be all fun and cool, <laughs> and everything's been kind of shitty over here.
0: Isn't Dubik that guy from Voyager?
1: Yeah. No, I opened the box that they kept Dubik in. And, okay. You know. Um. Yeah. I. I would rather them go in kind of a different direction with it. I, I want them to take kind of like the idea of Resident Evil 4 and branch it out into something that feels more fresh to me. So, I'm cool with it. Sorry, M2. You, you did a good job on those two games, but bye. Okay,
0: I think you also you have it reversed again. Like, after, I just, explained, <laughs> after I just explained it. Wait, hold on, what? M2 was the one who wanted to Wait, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. See, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> now yeah. you're doing it.
0: <laughs> I know, you got me reversed because you're like, I don't know.
1: Oh, this is so confusing.
0: Yes. I am okay move with on to the, the next news really, story Here's the thing I would be okay with either one because I did like Resident Evil 3, even though uh, it was way too short. And if I had paid like full price for that, I would be pretty angry about it. Um, But considering that I just played it through Family Share Because you were a sucker and bought it I was okay with it
1: How dare you <laughs> <laughs> I mean look it's Resident Evil I've got to buy all the Resident Evils I'm a big Resident Evil fan Rezzy you call it Yeah I'm a huge Rez head
0: mm-hmm. Well I'm a huge Rez head Both the, uh, the game for PS2 And also the bad guy from Gex Enter the Gecko
1: you mostly mean Gexen or the Gecko yes. Like the Resident Evil thing is kind of Secondary to that
0: Well I'm not talking about Resident Evil to begin with I mean Rez, the uh, one from Q Games It was like the Panzer oh, sure. Dragoon thing You float around, you're the guy made of squares yeah. That's a good You game. have
1: that uh, that pad that you sit on that vibrates
0: uh, The trans-vibrator Yeah, it wasn't a pad It was yeah, just like yeah, something yeah, you like yeah. tape Thank to you. yourself Um, Wherever you want to Tape it And oh, no. uh <laughs> Yeah, that Res might be longer than Resident Evil Three. That'd be something.
1: All right, what's which is longer, Zone of the Enders or Resident Evil Three? Ooh. Hmm. I mean, gameplay probably Resident Evil Three yeah. would be longer.
0: Yeah, but total, they're probably about the same. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure.
1: Zone of the Enders I'm might be a bit Zone of longer. the Enders right now. No. Yeah. Oh, we'll probably talk about Zone of the Inters next week uh, I hope to have that and Second Runner done Yeah,
0: I was going to say Which be hard. isn't too much longer, I don't think
1: No, I was looking at how long to beat And I think it was like six or seven hours So
0: Okay I never finished yeah. it I, br- I will soon Because I bought the uh, remake on sale on PSN Not that long ago
1: Well, maybe you should try to blow through it By the time we do the podcast next well, week So we both are familiar with it Oh no, because there's uh, still a whole lot of Hitman to play That's But right. we'll talk about that in a bit uh, The last bit of news that I have is A beta has been found for Ocarina of Time uh, Okay, time for which me was, lean back <laughs> Well no, it was found in like kind of a funny way Because like, they had this prototype that was just like a few weeks prior to launch So they were like, hey, we got this thing It's a prototype of ocarina of time and that's neat but like don't expect anything significant on this because it's basically the retail copy of the game uh but then they were doing a dump of an f0 uh cart uh, development cartridge and they did an overdump on it which is where they take more memory than just what is present for the game that is on that cart uh we're basically, like an Overdump is... Uh, overdump was add, that like uh,
0: PlayStation 1 game with Peepo.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Club Pumpkin. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's the other thing I remember from Overblood. I'm sorry, Overdump. Um, no, so basically this cartridge is, they had a beta of Ocarina of Time on it, and then they took this cart and they wrote over some of that data with an F0 beta. So when they do the Overdump, they're not just taking the F-Zero data, they're taking any additional data that was left over on that cart from a previous game that was on there. And in this case, it was the Ocarina of Time beta, which is kind of a big deal because this is a pretty old version of Ocarina of Time. It includes a lot of assets and maps and geometry from like, m- pictures that would be present in magazines at that time that you know people would kind of hold on to and go like, oh, this was never in the game kind of similar to like the sonic 2 beta uh really it's just sort of like a thing at that point in time is you would end up getting a lot of images from games and magazines that would not look at all like how the game would end up being yeah uh, so this
0: is essentially like if somebody found uh like a burned copy of resident evil 2 and then they like dumped it and found <laughs> it actually had 1.5 on it
1: yeah basically okay Like to to go back to the Sonic 2 thing, it is pretty much like finding the Simon Y beta, which is like the the one that like like the Sonic Two It's the one that has like a hidden palace on it, which is like a
0: Oh Hidden
1: Palace. The Simon Y beta is is one I'm trying to explain it to you, if you'd shut up. The Simon Y beta is basically like how dare you! as far as like uh found betas for video games the simon white beta is like one of the first it's like one of the big ones this was found like in the early aughts i want to say and is kind of responsible for helping build a community around like beta hunting and games or beta preservation specifically uh so this is similar to that it's pretty much just as sought after i guess it's also similar as you say if you found a disc that had resident evil 1.5 like it'd be just as big of a deal um so yeah this has like a bunch of really old assets on it Uh, people have been reconstructing maps and patching it into roms of ocarina of time so you can actually like go in and play around inside of those maps uh obviously it's very incomplete because a lot of the data was written over with F0, so there's just more information that should be on that that they just cannot access. Uh, But the amount of stuff that they got from it is still a really big deal. Like, if you care about beta preservation, it's a really big deal.
0: I don't. I only care about 1.0, baby. Finished product.
1: How dare you. Well, that's all I have to say about that. it's like the stuff in it is neat but also it's you know a lot of it is not um like you can go into a beta version of kakariko village and it's just like i don't know here's a bunch of boring cookie cutter houses that were very obviously just meant to be placeholders and you can't really interact with anything you can just run around in there like one of the stranger things to me about it is just how open a lot of areas are like in a really bizarre way where it takes you like A whole minute and a half to run Up to this village and there's just Nothing there it's just a path uh, And the like village Ocarina is like Really spread out It's Like even more spread out okay. Than everything is in Ocarina of Time It's it's weird how much they uh, it's Kind of separated everything out But yeah it's uh, It's neat I've been having fun Just kind of watching people compile That stuff and patch it into the game And kind of jump in there and look around that's it for news. news. I got nothing else. News is done. Good. We'll go it, back to uh, our, our usual longest... thing of just being like, no news.
0: <laughs> yeah, might be our longest news segment of all time. I don't know. Yeah.
1: It's uh look. Nothing has been happening, and then suddenly everything happened at once.
0: Yeah. So, uh, what have we been playing? I'll tell you what I've been playing. Uh, I played Donut County Which is on Xbox Game Pass Uh, It's cute Um, This is another one where if I had actually paid money for it I would be pretty angry because it's like an hour and a half long And there's kind of nothing to it But it is charming Uh, The puzzles are extremely simple um, But, okay It's probably the closest comparison Is probably Katamari Damacy but It's where or The basic setup is People are ordering donuts Except there's a raccoon Who is in charge of delivering the donuts And by delivering oh, no. the donuts He is using an app Which just opens holes And sucks everything they own Into the hollow earth
1: Someone shouldn't have given this raccoon a job
0: No they probably shouldn't have um, huh, Does this raccoon work for Blizzard? <laughs> uh <laughs> So, yeah, a, a lot of it is flashbacks where everybody is inside the earth trying to figure out how to get out, and they're like blaming the raccoon for getting them all there. And you're flashing back to uh, <laughs> sucking everything into the holes,
1: as he's how just like blaming the raccoon yeah. so much as the person who gave the raccoon a job. Anyway,
0: um, what the raccoon is just convinced that he actually. Like helped everybody and solved their problems Because all he was doing, he was just trying to get enough points to get a quadcopter uh, And level up So after you finish these levels, it has a really good soundtrack also But probably the best part about this is you get um, Every item that you pick up, kind of like in Katamari Damacy Has a description and when it's added to the Trashpedia at the end And some of those are really good um, like a a forest ranger station is its description just says a wood jail for freaks, and it's stuff like that all over it, which I quite enjoy.
1: But it uh, kind of reminds me of like uh, Pikmin Two. They yeah. would give like fun yeah, yeah. names to just everyday objects. Yeah. Yes,
0: it's similar to that. I it says like uh, if you turn your back on a crow, it'll steal your credit card number or something like that. Now,
1: that's just true. So. Yeah.
0: And like All seagulls are criminals um, Also true It says like yeah coffee is great It makes you use the bathroom or something Th- There's good stuff in there uh, The weird part is At a certain point it stops giving you the trashpedia entries Until you finish the game And then it just dumps a ton of them on you uh, And I did not read through all those Because I was like I don't know I'm kind of done with this game Anyway it's an easy 1000 achievement points If you want that or easy platinum if you want well, to spend money much all on that matter it does basically the way uh, but you yeah, play video games i had an all right time with it uh if you have game pass i recommend it if you don't it's a little bit a uh, riskier proposition i'm not sure wh- how much it actually costs really but if it's more than like $3 i would say probably not cuz it also seems like a phone game uh, based on the ui and stuff Ah. Uh,
1: but well i that, have a
0: what what have you been playing?
1: Well, before we get to the, the good, the stuff that we both really enjoy, I guess I should talk about a game that I've been playing that I also am not super thrilled about, but has been good for achievements. Uh, I finished getting all the achievements in Sonic 2006. I just want everyone to know what I'm capable of and that I should be put in jail. Why would I do this to myself? Please say something. <laughs> Dead air.
0: Why do you want me to say Dead air, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> you got all the achievements in Sonic 2006. Congratulations, nice job.
1: No. You achieved your dream. I'm no. proud of you, George.
0: No, nope, I am not.
1: I'm glad to call you a friend. You're so cool. You got all the achievements in Sonic 2006. What an accomplishment. Could just at least said congratulations, but no, I get nothing. I get the silent treatment. Not for Sonic 06. For this awesome, rad thing that I did.
0: Nope. I saw you post it on Twitter, I did not even give it a like Not going to engage with your self-destructive behavior Uh, That's not a good thing to encourage So, no We
1: don't encourage self-harm here at Destroy All Children No matter how much I might do it to myself
0: (laughs) It almost seems like you're advocating for it Considering your tendency to do this kind of thing
1: Look, when I got that game back in the day, and I had bought an entire Xbox 360 to play that game like a maniac, and it dawned on me that oh no, this is very bad, which was very similar to when I saw Spider-Man 3 in theaters, and like maybe 30 minutes into that movie it was like, Oh no. <laughs> um oh, god, that was a hell of an experience. Uh, but like I had committed to getting all the achievements in it. Cause I was like, well, you know, I wasted a lot of money on this very bad thing. I paid my money. I'm going to play the rest of the game. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I never, I never did. I got to like, uh, the silver S ranks. And I was just like, I don't have the patience for this shit. Like I, I did most everything else. I'm going to put this down for now and I will come back to it one day and I will finish it up, uh, 14 years later, I did not do that. And so this last year, I had made that bet with myself that if Betty White did not die uh, by the end of 2020, I would actually go back and fulfill my commitment to get all the achievements in that game. And so now I've done it. I've ended the 14-year-long nightmare that is Sonic 2006. Every time I would pass by and see it on the shelf and I would think, oh, I didn't do that thing I said I was going to do. Well, now I've finally done it, so I can feel good about it, or at least as good as somebody can feel, having played Sonic 2006.
0: Yes, like Chuck Mangione would say, it feels so good to play Sonic 06 to completion.
1: (laughs) Well, there's the outro music for this episode.
0: (laughs) I think I've already done that at some point.
1: Oh, no. Well. Anyway, yeah, I I beat Sonic 06. Um, Wouldn't recommend it. In case anyone was you don't say. In case anyone was waiting for my recommendation On whether or not you should get all the achievements in that game Don't do it
0: Yeah someone's on the fence about completing Sonic 06
1: <laughs> I mean the, actually the weird part was Despite me like 14 years ago being like This is too much I can't do it right now It was weirdly easy Like the amount of content that I left off Like specifically the stuff I had to do to just finish it up Was actually very easy
0: Um, Oh, you didn't start from the beginning?
1: Well, no, I was just finishing up what I had to. What I had to finish. up now I
0: extra say no congratulations because that's a bummer. You should (laughs) have started from the beginning. Say something. You just either say something
1: or you don't say something. It's in the negative. I think what you mean is now you just admonish me for it. Uh, No, like I, I'm going to tie you you up and whip
0: you like the guy in the proposition. (laughs) i'm ray Windstone. larry
1: no like (laughs) i I think why i pulled why i pulled back from it is there's so there is a level with silver where you have to knock these like gigantic uh pool balls into holes and it is a gigantic pain in the ass to do because it's using the havoc engine and the havoc engines a real piece of shit Physics engine that was pretty much just as good as it got at that point in time, but yep. like it was still super janky. Made games run like crap, just wasn't very good in general. Uh but yeah, like having to deal with that and then get an S rank in that mission is notoriously difficult. Uh, but in in the years since, there is a skip that has been found where if you just, like, levitate a box while you're on it next to a door, you'll clip through the door, and you can completely bypass that section. (gasps) Pool skip. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I did that and got past it, and apparently that's the hardest thing that I had left to do, but I just (sighs) assumed that the rest of Silver's missions, I think, was as hard as that.
0: Once again, uh, no congratulations for just skipping the only part that would be a challenge.
1: I'm happy with myself, and I'm <laughs> proud of the things I've done, and I regret nothing. Okay. Anyway, that's Smalley, uh, that is my... just looking in the mirror, doing daily <laughs>
0: affirmations. <laughs> I beat a copy Sonic of Six. Sonic 2006. I'm good enough. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, that is a. Uh... That is my book report on Sonic 2006. I can finally put that game to bed. Um, I have now purchased a copy of Sonic Colors because I'm, I am I guess I'm just committing yeah. to playing all the Sonic games. And that's one of the best ones. That is that's maybe right. the best one as far as the 3D games go. 100%. And I'm pissed off because, yeah. like So you should be able to play that on the Wii U, which is what I have with the gamepad. What I did not realize is you need a Wiimote to be able to launch the game. <laughs> so now mm. I had to go order a Wiimote and the great part is the Wiimote cost more than the damn game, and I just needed to launch the game. Good times. Anyway, Nintendo consoles are great, and I totally (laughs) understand why everyone loves them. Uh Uh-huh. What a terrific company. Can't even be fucking bothered to let you navigate this menu with an analog stick.
0: Anyway, looking forward to the Switch U coming out at some point this Uh, year.
1: uh, Yeah. That's all I have to say though about Sonic And that's all I have to say about that For now uh, Which I think means we should move on to Hitman 3 Yeah I'm sorry Hitman I.I.I. It's not Hitman 3 because they used A 2 for Hitman 2 and now they've Moved over to Roman numerals so this is not the true Hitman 3
0: Is that true? I thought they used I.I. I for Hitman 2
1: No I think They used a number 2 Pretty sure Oh yeah I guess they did Yeah see it's not Hitman 3 By Larry's dumbass logic Piece of shit (laughs) Well I mean yeah
0: It also though is actually a sequel And not a side story So Okay but whatever
1: It's a sequel to Metal Gear Solid 3 Whatever Hitman 3 Is a great game Shut up, Hitman Three's cranking. I want to keep getting into this with you. I'm right, you're wrong. Let's move on and talk about this video game. Okay. Uh, but why don't you start us out? Since I look, we go back and forth.
0: No, you made your bed. Now you get to s- sleep great. in it. That's the phrase.
1: Yes. Uh, Hitman is real good. It's really really good it's just more Hitman and that's exactly what I want Uh, Except it seems like uh, So I'm only two missions into the game Mm -hmm. You're quite a bit further than me But you were saying so far there's not like a single Clunker of a level Yep. Um,
0: Which is probably the first Uh, So I am on the Mendoza Level now Mendoza I, I have to think that Every single time I see it I can't help it I assume most people are that way Um but yeah, everyone well, if they're so not, far is cultured. Yeah, everyone so far has been good. Whereas, like two has like eh, Santa Fortuna's not great. Mumbai is yeah. okay, I guess. Um, I'm and trying then, to
1: remember like all the levels in one, uh, but I'm pretty sure that there was Paris, at least one of them that I Paris, did not like. Yeah,
0: Paris Sapienza,
1: Sapienza is real good.
0: It is, and Paris is really good too.
1: Yeah, there's the one where you're in the like uh, spa resort yep. slash surgical center.
0: Yep, Hokkaido. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, oh, and that was oh, the, that's like the a...
0: Colorado one. That's the bad one.
1: Oh, right. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Was the Colorado one the last mission of the game or was that Hokkaido? No, Hokkaido's Hokkaido. the last one. Okay. Like, I at least remember, like, I like Hokkaido, but it did not feel like a proper, like, last mission of the game. But that was still back when they were very much trying to sell this on, like this is season one.
0: So, yeah, so what they did here is like the inverse of what they did with Hitman 2, where Hitman 2 started with Hawks Bay, which is like the really small level with not quite as many options and everything in it. Whereas here they did it reverse, where you have five of the normal levels and then the last one is the short one, which I think makes more sense.
1: Um, well, so I obviously, you know, I, as I said, I'm only two in, so I've, I have no idea what to expect. I've been trying to keep myself in the dark about Hitman Three, but I did like glean that that is a more story focused level too because they are trying to wrap up the narrative that they've been building over yeah, these games. Yeah, Um, so yeah, that makes sense at a shorter. So yeah,
0: you've got um, uh, I'm trying to remember what the actual. Oh, the first one would be Dubai. And then the uh, Dartmoor, which is the Knives Out like Ath- Agatha Christie level, and then Berlin. Oh, that's such a good level too. It is, and then Berlin, which Berlin's really interesting because that's the equivalent of Hokkaido in this one, mm. um, because of story reasons. Um, and then after that you have Chongqing, and then after that Mendoza, and then after that's the last one, which I think is Carpathian Mountains. I think it says. I haven't done it yet Yeah uh, Yeah everyone so far has been really good The main thing that I There are two main things I appreciate That they improved over Hitman 2 One is that there are not So many mission stories Which mission stories I think were one of the smartest additions to Hitman With this trilogy Because they act sort of as a tour To sort of show you around the level Show you what you can do What's available to you and stuff in two, there are so many of them That they're basically just like guides to easy assassinations Which I don't, I'm not really that into And in three, they are mostly just like three of them per level And considering how many, um, how many missions have like multiple targets in them Or objectives or something A lot of that is kind of just showing you how to get to this target or this objective And that's fine when then once you're yeah. done with that, you're you have a lot more free form ways. Like you still have the feats and challenges, which will give you like hints of ways you can do things. Which is how I like to play it. Um. Yeah. But like, I think that's a good decision to pair those back.
1: Uh, yeah, they're a really good way to just learn the level without being excessive yeah. to the point of just kind of, oh, now I've got to waste my time on knocking out the rest of these. Right.
0: Chungking uh, uh, is a really good example of it because you've got two targets. One is in a compound above ground and the other one is in a compound below ground. And so those missions like, give you... A way of figuring out, like, okay, this is where this person is This is a way to get into it And you still sort like, it isn't step by step Of telling you how to do things Which is nice, like, for example Getting one guy's disguise You have to figure out, like, oh, I have to get in here I can do this to make him go here And then, like, sneak up, knock him out Get his disguise, and then continue on Another thing Is that with three, they have more persistent things in the levels. Like You have these souls-like shortcuts you can unlock, um, ladders and doors for the most parts. Uh, have you gotten those?
1: Yeah, so like in the Knives Out mission in, in Dartmoor, there's specifically what I'm thinking of when you bring that up, is there's a ladder to the second floor outside of the room where uh, Zachary Carlisle committed suicide. Or did uh, and, and you're there. Uh, I think we'll we'll get into that mission in a bit because I think I I want to talk about the mission because it's really interesting how they structure it compared yeah. to the way that they've been structuring missions in these Hitman games. Uh, but yeah, there's like a ladder, and it's very Souls-esque, and like just kick the ladder down, and now you can easily yeah. get back up into this room whenever you want.
0: Yeah, it, it's uh, like...
1: there's one like on the top of the roof, and I can't figure out how to get there. I wasted like you... a solid 20 minutes just trying to figure out how
0: to get up you have to climb up there from uh the lady's office like the target's office
1: i i tried to do that and i think maybe i'm just missing exactly where i'm supposed to Um.
0: this is the guide part of the podcast you have to go up the (laughs) stairs in her office and then you can like climb onto the ledge up there and then you can sort of shimmy around and go through a window and then that'll bring you out to the ledge where the like the ladder is
1: Okay, I saw that window and I couldn't figure out how to get up there. Yeah. So I guess yeah, I'm just missing like a point where forty seven will actually latch onto the uh onto the ledge to yeah. shimmy over. So,
0: so that's kind of the thing that I was going to say that is an improvement here, which is the worst part of previous games were when it would have another objective and there was basically only one way to do it. Like, specifically, the virus in Sapienza is the worst example of it, where every time you play that level, you have to go destroy the virus, and there's really only, like, a couple ways to do it, and it's just, like, busy work every time. Yeah. So, here, with the more persistent elements, like both the shortcuts and the addition of passcode locks, means, for example, in that mission getting the case file out of her office is one of the objectives. Well, you don't know it's in her office to begin with, but once you know it's there and you know the code to her safe and you unlock that shortcut, anytime you do that mission, you can just make a beeline there and get it pretty quickly, which is good.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, you can... uh, There's like hints for the passcode above the box that are based on different objects in that room, and so then you can kind of piece together what that passcode is based on those objects. You can present the evidence that you have about uh the murder of her brother and then as her her war to you can be the case file. Uh there's also if you don't want to bother with the case file at all, two tokens given to two of the characters in that mission. And if you knock them out and take the tokens and combine them, you'll open up like a safety deposit box somewhere else and that is equivalent to getting the case file. Yeah. So yeah like that stuff is needed There's a lot of different ways to do it So when I was going through to do the three Story missions for Dartmoor I wound up getting the case file In each of those different ways So I never felt like you said busy work Of just oh I gotta go do the same thing Over and over and over again
0: Yeah, But like uh, when you're playing again And you're just trying for the different assassination types And stuff like once you have that ladder there You can kind of just get in that Window and Pick it up without any real issue yeah.
1: Or, and that's, I, guess... I gotta go back and, and get that one on the roof Because I also need to do the like sniper feed I just need to go up there like yeah. Ned Flanders yeah. Thinking everyone's Homer Simpson <laughs> And start blowing everyone's brains up uh-huh. uh, Like um,
0: E.B. Farnham in that episode of The X-Files
1: Yeah Yeah Hitman lets me fulfill my X-Files fantasies It's basically <laughs> the best game that's ever been made Um <laughs> I mean look, if I really want to, I could probably dress up like uh like Mold- like Mulder in that uh VR episode with the sword. Yes, probably. I mean there's a saber in the Dartmoor level, so like yeah. I'm already halfway there. I, um, I
0: really like um how it like it never gets old to me how forty seven can dress as anybody and nobody ever cares or notices like there's... i understand that's like a, that's been a joke since the first game that he is just like chicken boo that nobody ever yeah. understands but it it was just really apparent in the chung level where there's like a test subject and this lady is talking to him through the door and he obviously has a chinese accent and doesn't look anything like 47 but then you just go in and knock him out and dresses him and then he's like Yes, I am ready for the experiment Okay, great, this way
1: Basically the entire game Is built around that scene In, uh, in You Only Die Twice Where James Bond goes to like the Japanese Facility to make him look like a Japanese oh, man, man And they just give him a very bad wig Yeah That's all That's all Hitman Is, is just that scene Approached from a variety of ways Yeah, basically Because uh, like the The funniest example of that to me so far has been knocking out the photographer in Dartmoor who has long hair and talks in a British accent and then showing back up talking in, in like a just flat, almost Midwestern kind of an accent and being bald, the complete inverse of who this man is and speaking to the same lady who is, he's trying to take a picture of Yep. seconds later and she falls for it. I Um, love it. It's It's so so good. Um, Uh, To be fair, too, like, if you listen to a lot of of the dialogue and levels, everyone in the Hitman universe is an absolute goddamn moron. Oh, yeah. So, like, it is at least still somewhat believable in that universe. Yeah. Um, I guess we just talk about Dartmoor
0: at this point, because I
1: keep bringing it up, because it's the most recent thing I've played. But also, I think it's very good. But your typical, like, Hitman level is just, here's who you need to kill, here's your objective. Figure out how to get close to them, how to get secluded with them, get the kill, get out. And that element is still present in the Dartmoor level. But the primary story mission, the main way that they seem to want you to approach it is by taking over the identity of a private investigator, excuse me, private investigator uh, that Alexa Carlisle hires to investigate the apparent suicide of her brother. And so the entire level takes on kind of like a murder mystery sort of structure where you're going around and you're interviewing people and you're gathering clues and depending on the clues you find and the information you put together you can present her with one of three different possible outcomes you can solve the murder and reveal who actually did it which I I won't spoil uh or you can frame two different people yeah and then depending on the what information it. you yeah uh, depending on what information you give her, you also then get different outcomes. So like if you, I'll spoil one of them, which is that you convince her that like her brother did in fact commit suicide and he did it because he was so grief stricken over her fake, fake death. And the fact that he helped her murder their other brother like 45 years prior and finding out that actually they didn't need to do that at all because he was going to transfer power of the family over to Alexa anyway, uh, which is why she killed him. She wanted that position uh, within the family. This makes her so grief-stricken that she just stands up, walks over to the balcony, and tosses her ass off of it.
0: (laughs) I didn't do that. (laughs) I found the actual murderer, um, and then I reloaded it to tell her the
1: butler did it.
0: Also, you don't have... In addition to that one, you don't have to kill her.
1: Yeah, no, you don't. Because uh, someone else will do it for you. you. Yeah. Uh, since there is someone who's trying to murder off the actual heads of the family, yeah, you can just leave everything alone and and they will kill her. Yeah. Uh, so for you,
0: when I was in, the first time when I was investigating it, like on the first run of the level, I didn't know there would be any sort of like time factor in it. And so uh, yeah. I was like talking to somebody in that lobby and I saw the person go over to the glass and do the thing. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> I sort of, well, I was still talking to that person cause you have to go through their whole alibi and everything. And then it's just like objective completed. And I, I got an achievement for it.
1: Uh, I was like, yeah. Oh, so, okay. I need to go back and do that too. Cause I did see that there is an achievement for it. Um, but so you didn't get the one that lets you frame it as an actual suicide, then?
0: No, I like had not done that. The option
1: didn't pop up, or I, I okay, think, yeah, because that's like the hardest one to get.
0: I don't know if there was an option for it or not, because I found the evidence that pointed to that, um, but okay. I don't remember if there was an option. I I made a save right before I like talked to her in the office, so I could yeah, do I the different too. things.
1: The one I settled on, my canonical end that mission is that. Uh, I gave her the the identity of the murderer And then I asked her for the case file Which makes her realize who you actually are But she's cool with it Yeah. Uh, And then I snuck out to the balcony And I threw a pair of gardening shears at her head
0: (laughs) Why would you do that instead of just pushing her off? (laughs) Because it was funnier Okay I just pushed her off
1: (laughs) I just thought the idea of a big ass pair of gardening shears Going through her skull was like hilarious to me (laughs) Well, it is and that's the, i Batman so
0: is both the best puzzle game series and also the best comedy in video games
1: yeah, it's there's when I went to go get the tokens, I just wanted to make like a very short work of it, so like the butler will stand in the main lobby uh unless you take the identity of the p i and then he'll give you a tour, and his routine through the level will change, but I wasn't dressed as the p i in yeah. in that run through the game. So I had to like distract the two guards. I just like threw a coin and had them kind of go around the banister of the stairs uh, and then knock them out and put them inside the same box. And then when he was just standing there alone, I beamed him in the back of the head with a baseball mm-hmm. and took the token and just like booked it on over to Rebecca who has the other token. And she's in a room with a, her brother and a guard. And she'll eventually go to the other end of the room And the guard will slightly turn his back and the brother will sit with his back facing you. So I was like, okay, I got like just a second to knock her out and take the token. So I punched her in the fucking face and then grabbed the token and everyone was immediately alerted. But like I managed to dart around out of the door before they spotted me and compromised me.
0: Yeah, for some reason, like, punching someone will alert them, but if you just huck something at their head, or, like, do the eliminate, or a pacify X from behind, even if it makes a huge clank sound, nobody can hear
1: it. There's, there's a good one with that, where, like, I threw a shovel at somebody, which should be lethal, because the way that, the like, shovel-throwing thing goes, they get hit directly in the head with the spade of the shovel. Yeah. But, like... I had like a groundskeeper and I needed his disguise He's just like what are you doing And I pick the shovel up and reel back And he goes oh no And then he gets <laughs> fucking
0: creamed in the head. Yeah I love they all have dialogue For if they see you doing something like that It's always good like the timing of it <laughs> And the sound effect when you hit them With things is always the best
1: It's perfect comedic timing in Hitman 3 Is, is yeah. the thing
0: um, And also like it but, seems like the lock on is like a lot faster and more generous In yes. 3 which only yeah. emphasizes How good it is to throw things at people's Heads
1: The the punching sound effect is so good too And like yeah. just how quick 47 does it Because like in the Dubai level at the start Of it there's a bathroom you can get into Very quickly and you can mess with the bidet And that will lure like the Custodian in there into the bathroom and you can all Come out and get a disguise So I did that and there's a woman in the bathroom too Uh <laughs> And I just started walking out of the bathroom but I left the bidet going and so it alerted the woman to it and I started to see the camera of her going in. I was like, oh shit, she's going to see the body. So I just sprinted back and as soon as like, I opened the door, she's standing over the body going like, what happened? And turns around and sees me just in time for me to punch her in the fucking nose. <laughs> there were closets and in I the was bathroom so like, well, that's done. put and the bodies like, in there. I didn't even bother. I just closed the door with both of them knocked out. Okay <laughs> Man Three is so good. It is such a good game. um but yeah, like the the Dartmoor level is really neat for the for the p i stuff. um but yeah, I kind of did the same thing where I just like I made a save and I reloaded it every time, so I did get like the uh pushing her over the ledge. I did that once just so I can trigger the accident achievement, mm-hmm. or not achievement, but like uh feet yeah, but yeah, uh, another really good one is where you electrocute her. I haven't done that one Have you one. done that one? Okay, so you can take the identity of the photographer And mess with an electrical circuit near the chair that she's going to sit in for the picture And then unfasten uh, a pipe And so it will start like flooding around there And when she goes to sit down, she's just like Huh, there's a bunch of water here Oh, well, does not matter? And then <laughs> sits down and immediately gets fried Great but like it, it will only electrocute her when you actually snap the photo. So it will snap it of her like launching out of the chair and like covered in electricity.
0: <laughs> okay, it's,
1: it's great.
0: Yeah, but I, like so like they've just packed the levels with so much more weird stuff to do. Like in that one, um, there's like in the greenhouse, there's that chemistry set stuff. You can like yeah. feed flowers into and make poison out of them. It's, Weird, I love yeah, it.
1: Like it, there's there's a whole thing with the sniper rifle where they just have a row of hunting rifles and you can bust into that cabinet, grab one, get her on the roof, and just take her out. Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> another good comedy bit is there's a gigantic dinner bell in like the uh, the main not the main hall. I don't know what you would call it. I guess like a large uh... dining
0: hall. know, Yeah, I know what. You yeah. Mean, sure. But, eh, yeah. It's not
1: really a dining hall. It's yeah. I'm not rich, I don't know what you would call that room It's just a room to sit in, but it's also what? The size of like, a house
0: Actually, yes, I think it's called a sitting room I think that okay. actually is what the map calls it, um, it also, Anyway, if you ring
1: the Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? If you ring the bell, it will call everyone Into the room, because they think dinner is ready And so everyone just Or not dinner's ready, but that a meeting is being called With Alexa, because mm-hmm. uh, that's their signal And so they'll all come in the room and just be like Hey, wait a minute, Alexa didn't Ring the bell who rang the bell and he can stand there in front of all of them and continue to ring the bell and they will keep going w- what who's ringing the bell i don't <laughs> understand what's happening here
0: also a fun thing to do is there's one part where alexa like goes into this sort of side room to talk to her brother uh in front of the fireplace and there's like a vent above it that you can just drop a propane tank down and it'll explode them yeah. all
1: I saw that there are multiple holes inside of that place That ask for a propane tank And I really need to go back and do that Yeah Uh, Alexa up there just writing letters saying I thank god every day I don't get exploded (laughs) That's right
0: (laughs) (laughs) Head to feet, you're okay Pete Feet to head, we're all dead
1: God yeah but like the, The Dartmoor level is just a really good Example of just how much you can do in that game, like again, the the story missions are very good for helping you learn the level, but the amount of stuff you can just do free form in it is kind of staggering. Yeah, uh, and I, I think the best way to play that game is to do the story missions first, and then go back in and just kind of fuck around.
0: Oh yeah, uh, yeah, like that's always been the case. But before yeah. it just it had all the stories that would direct direct you specifically to do all the kind of stuff yeah. that now they just trust you would know, like yeah. you can figure this uh, out.
1: And I. I think where this improves too is there's in the previous games, there's been times in the larger levels where I've just kind of felt like I've ended up in a completely worthless area where there's really just nothing to do here or nothing I can do here in this game. It feels like the levels are pretty tightly structured, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't to say that they're smaller than previous games. In fact, if anything, uh, they're equivocal or bigger.
0: No, they're uh, definitely smaller than a lot of the ones in two, they are? which is good.
1: Okay. But, My point is more that they give you something to do in every inch of the level. Yeah. They they did a really good job structuring things, that it feels like there's just a lot of cohesion there. It is... It's maybe not the best example. It is Metroid-esque to me in that in every nook and cranny there is something.
0: Yeah. I, I would say... Uh, it seems like Mendoza's probably the biggest one And that's probably about the size of Miami In Hitman 2
1: mm, okay.
0: uh, And again I have not Like I kind of just started that I just sort of looked at the map to see What everything Like the general size of it Scope out Try to make a plan of attack Saw some nerdlinger in front With a, like a bow tie and suitcase I think he's an accountant So that's probably who I'm going to try to dress up as Because that would be funny um but uh yes they they are not like I was talking about Santa Fortana uh Fortuna, whatever it is, and Mumbai and stuff, and how those are way too spread out, uh and this does not have that problem I uh, like Chongqing like I said, has that thing where you've got sort of these two structures that the people are in, plus uh stuff in between them, but those are not like crazy far apart like they were in some of the Hitman 2 levels. It's more like uh, kind of like Isle of Sagile where or however you'd pronounce it, where it's Sagail's big thing
1: goes with everything.
0: That's right. Um where it's big but it's still fairly dense.
1: Mm. I Did you do the lawyer stuff in Dartmoor? No. Okay. And I spoiled this one last part of it because it was My. also very funny to me. Well, it's not really spoiling what happens more. Just a thing that he says, because I did not actually like follow through that little like it's not a story mission. Yeah, but it is. It still has like a chain of events that you can kind of go through. Yeah. Um, but again, it's one of those ones where they just trust that you will know what to do by that point. Uh, but I went into the office where he's working on stuff. And I started choking out the guard in there, and he caught me. And he turned around and said, "That's not a hug." And then I <laughs> ran over and punched him in the nose.
0: Oh, great.
1: I just like that my version of forty-seven. Whenever he gets caught, is to immediately punch the person that caught him. Sure. Forty-seven traveling the world and punching everybody in the nose. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ah. Well, like the the Dubai mission is also just a great way to open that game. I know that you kind of said it's the inverse where they start with a bigger level instead of a smaller one. Yeah. uh, Which is good because I I think if you're buying into Hitman 3 now, likely you have played the other two and you're probably familiar enough where dumping you into a larger level like that feels better to me than having to go through a whole tutorial thing. Yeah, But just in case you haven't, they put the ICA mission... From the first game in So it still has like a tutorial there that you can do
0: Right that's why I was just about to say Like they still have yeah. that tutorial in there So,
1: But I like that they just reused That one instead of just Trying to figure out another way to structure A tutorial which is like here Whatever here's this thing that was already perfectly structured To get you acclimated to Hitman
0: Yeah because 2 had the Hawks Bay Which was kind of the tutorial um, But there wasn't really Any reason for that
1: Yeah Plus, I mean, you, there Bay are there are flashbacks
0: to, to that London. tutorial stuff in the story anyway, so makes sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, but that Dubai mission also just hasn't. There's so much that you can do in that. Like I haven't done the bit with killing them while they're skydiving, which yeah. requires that you set that whole thing up and get them in the same place at the same time, and just there's a there's so much there to do. They brought back the exploding
0: um, golf ball. That's the most important thing.
1: Yeah, I don't know where to find the golf ball. I've I've found it's, the lady mentioning that she made an exploding golf ball. Yes. And she says it's in a maintenance maintenance closet and she has the key. If you but I've go, not been able to find the closet. If
0: you go to where the golf tee is, like out on the terrace, uh there's a okay. shortcut you can open, um with a ladder down that leads directly to the room it's in.
1: Uh very convenient. Okay.
0: But yeah, yeah, I, I, only I really found like out that dialogue where, that... where she's like, "I mean, there's an explosive golf ball. I don't know why. That doesn't seem like a good idea."
1: Yeah. Oh, that's what she she said something different for me. It might be a different person. I heard like some Maybe. maintenance
0: lady who was saying something about they're holding an explosive golf ball in a room. Like,
1: I that's don't... totally different who would do that. What I found. Yeah. Okay. I found the lady who made the golf ball. Okay. Yeah it's different she This was, was just like was,
0: some maintenance lady Like uh, at like a balcony Sort of overlooking the main hall
1: Oh yeah it's totally different Yeah I found uh, a lady in the security area Who is a maintenance lady and she's on a phone And she's just like yeah I know we talked about Like I got anger management issues and I really shouldn't Have done it I don't know what I was thinking Making an exploding golf ball <laughs> That was really dumb I need to go pick the exploding Golf ball up and get rid of it
0: Okay yeah. See, and I, she's I like, like, "Well,
1: thank God I'm the only one with the key." <laughs> so
0: I like stuff like uh, that where they're sort of, yeah, it's not an explicit like mission story telling you what to do, but it it's like nudging you in the direction yeah. of telling you what's available.
1: The game is just like, "Hey, there's this other really cool way you could take someone out," you know, if you want to.
0: Yeah that that mission also has a part where If you listen to the security guys They mention one of the ones That you killed in the past Oh it's the guy in Mumbai Where saying yeah. like yeah he worked with that movie producer uh, The one who died in a weird circumstance uh, They
1: bring that up twice Because that's in the Dartmoor level too Yeah He was
0: a mover and shaker
1: I think in the Dartmoor level They bring up a sheik who was murdered
0: Oh sheik Zanzibar
1: yeah, that's what I'm thinking of uh, It wasn't um, actually Sheik's but I, answer
0: bar but Yeah
1: But I like how they keep calling back to other Murders and it's not just in the Dubai level no,
0: Wait a you say, was there actually Sheik in this trilogy Or is it maybe talking about the one in Blood Money No,
1: oh, I'm not sure Blood I Money has a mission at the this...
0: casino where you kill a Sheik
1: I thought it was In this trilogy, but maybe it's not I don't oh. know that. They... I cannot recall precisely who it is I just, them bringing up a sheik that got assassinated Sounds like a 47 thing And I just assumed I did it in a previous game
0: Yeah, Because uh, like they a, already it,
1: had the thing in, in Dubai
0: There was in Blood Money um, but it, I was just thinking like Marrakesh was the banker and the general mm-hmm. um, I don't know It, it must yeah. be talking about the one in Blood Money
1: I guess. Which is—that's
0: uh, a weird thing. Like, this is not a reboot; it's still a sequel to all of the previous games. But whatever, yeah. softer reboots, all the rage.
1: Hitman Three is really good. Yes, it it's is. Really, really good. Congratulations to our game of the year, <laughs> Hitman Three.
0: Most likely.
1: I, I can't think of anything else I'm going to have quite as much fun with. It, it is really impressive to me how we have both played the same levels. I seem to have been spending more time per level than. You have and yet you're still encountering Things that I didn't even know was possible yeah. Lines of dialogue I never even came across Uh the yeah, amount there's... Of variety the amount of stuff that they give you to do Is kind of crazy And
0: yeah, there's just so much in it. It's kind of the thing like you look At it and it's like oh five levels like if you just Went like find the guy shoot Them move on like yeah you wouldn't Have a great time with it because that's Not what headman is and Kind of never has yeah. been Um But, yeah, like, playing it the way it's supposed to be, a world of assassination, as they call it, uh, really hard to beat.
1: Yeah. I've been having a lot of fun just going back and knocking out all the story missions before moving on, and, like, I'm not even touching, like, the additional contracts that they give you. They haven't added any elusive contract stuff yet, Uh, which, for anyone who doesn't know, that is where they would, uh, for free... Put a new target into a level And you only have one shot to go get them If you fail you can't go back And redo that mission when you take them out It's done you can't go back and redo that Mission but it's, it's free content And it's fun to do and occasionally they will Do really neat stuff like let you kill Gary Busey or Sean Bean <laughs> yeah. Or the Wet Bandits And I'm curious yes. to see who they managed to put Into Hitman 3
0: Yeah, that'll be
1: Let you kill Sean Bean twice
0: Yeah yeah they brought him back He's the immortal
1: Yeah yeah. yeah it, I wonder if they bring them back again. I kind of feel like they probably will.
0: Probably. Um. Yeah. So I did a few of the elusive targets. I didn't really keep up on it. Um. But I specifically got Hitman Three digitally because Hitman Two was a game that I like to just keep going back to, like play a little bit here and there and in between other stuff. And so, thanks to the power of the Xbox Series X. And quick resume It's even easier now to just like pop in And you still have to wait for it to connect to the server Which takes longer than uh, actually loading yeah. the game Which is dumb
1: I've had a drop connection multiple times mid-mission And that is yeah. miserable Yeah, uh, There is really to... no reason to be connected all the time I hate that
0: Yeah Like at least I just hit retry And it immediately reconnects So I don't know like what the issue is there I've had hopefully weird that'll stuff get that with better like a... Once like it's been out for a bit But I've I had
1: weird stuff with like trophies popping way late I've not had that uh, I don't know if it's a connection thing or what But like it, there were two instances where something popped After like I reloaded a save And I was like that's weird I just reloaded a save I don't know why something would pop And then I would look at the description And it would be something I did like two hours ago
0: Whoa That Yeah That's weird because that's kind of one of the best things about the PlayStation Five and Series X is that now trophies and achievements pop immediately.
1: I've like I've been having other bugs with that game too, though. I guess I'll get into this and then we'll we'll probably move on to the next thing. But, uh, like I've had multiple like if I close out of the game, I will consistently get an error saying that it could not sync the save. Huh. Which is bad But when I jump back in My save is there So I think it's not syncing the save to, to the, the cloud, cloud. Yeah. It's saving it to the console But like that's still a problem I want it to save to the cloud If I ever have to delete the game Because it's an 80 gigabyte thing Is how much space they want
0: Well uh, you can you can go manually sync it So it should be mentioned You're on Playstation I am on Xbox for this um, yeah. So you have the inferior version Sorry <laughs> Console war is starting up Really, it doesn't uh, matter. Like the difference is so small that it's negligible. Um, but yeah, you can go manually sync your saves before you delete it.
1: Yeah, it, and I'll. I'm hoping it just gets patched. I'm hoping it's just some sort of weird error that's going on with the PlayStation Five version of the game. But uh, yeah, I've been having like that other just,
0: that just seems like a PSN issue because I've had that happen with other games like back on the PlayStation Four. For some reason it refused to sync my uh, Devil May Cry HD saves to the cloud It never did I would keep trying and it would just error out every time uh, weird. So whatever It just had an issue with that game for some reason specifically I don't know
1: Yeah, I guess I'll have to manually sync it But um, I've been having other like weird bugs in levels Uh, Two of them were very problematic for me And they both happened in Dubai uh, The first one is... Uh, oh god, how do I say his name? Stuzvek? Sure. Is that it, Marcus Stuzvek or something like that? Anyway, he he like has that. to go and meet with his daughter, which triggers a very long dialogue between them. Uh, and they segment that dialogue. And I I know that they do this because it went wrong on a specific part where I went to go do the story mission where I blend in as one of his guards. And I knew that he's going to be occupied over there. So I ran up and I triggered like the handing over the papers to the guard staff. And then it says like, Hey, wait for him to show up, but he was not showing up. And when I would do like hitman vision, I would just see him kind of like walk over to like the archway of that area where he meets his daughter and then walk back. And he would keep walking over and walk back, walk over, walk back. So I ran down there And he would walk over and say a bit of dialogue that was like in the last third of their conversation, then walk over to the archway as if he's leaving, and then he would walk back and start that dialogue over. So the game had got stuck in this loop of him thinking that he needs to go start the dialogue and also thinking he needs to leave the scene. (sighs) That's funny. And so... The solution for it was I just started bodying him Like I just ran up with 47 and Just started like bumping into him So I could keep him in the scene with his daughter (laughs) Which because it's a very long scene I had to like body him for like four minutes straight And then finally had him leave And I was able to continue it Uh, The other issue I had was I then got to like the penthouse Where the second target is And the game just crashed Hmm and uh, yeah so that Sucked uh, I've I've had more Like kind of fun weird stuff too though Where like if a target Holds an object at some point the object Just sticks to their hand the rest of the time <laughs> So like I've had uh, I tried to poison Marcus With whiskey and he was holding a wine Glass so we'd hold the wine glass And the whiskey glass at the same time and drink Out of both of them yeah or the other target would have his phone in his hand But also be holding like a fork and eating uh, cool. That whiskey one too bugged where I poisoned him And he went over to some railing and vomited endlessly <laughs> He would not stop throwing up
0: I I um, I um haven't had any bugs like that that I've noticed A, a lot of stuff, the, the bugs I've noticed have been with the subtitles uh, Which are very odd Specifically, there are times when it will just skip a chunk of subtitles um in the like at the beginning of the Mendoza level uh you talk to somebody and she's like showing you like it cuts to a scene of your target and she's still talking, but there were no subtitles during that and then there's oh, one weird. scene where it's the bit in the woods with lucas um where I think that's it. Where at 1.47 like picks up a piece of paper And the camera doesn't like show a close up or anything of it But for some reason the subtitles just say like in brackets uh, Contract of 47's assassination or something like that
1: I had that happen too
0: Yeah I don't know what the deal is with that
1: Um, Yeah that happened and I kind of was like oh that's
0: what that is then Yeah Yeah, yeah, That's kind of been the weirdest part uh, and I have had it show subtitles. I think of when people weren't actually talking, but like, mm. or maybe it was just that they were too far away and I couldn't actually hear them or something. Although I do like I the way now. Be... Um, I don't think this was the case before, but it seems like it. The voices are much more muffled behind doors and stuff. I think before yeah. you could still kind of hear them even with them closed. Now there's a much more aggressive silencing from doors and things, which is good. I like that you have to be like a weirdo and keep opening a door to listen in on stuff
1: um yeah i mean it's not too surprising to me that there's bugs it's a very big game and a lot of it is based off of these like timers and routines that characters run through so even the stuff with like marcus getting caught in a weird loop i guess it's a little bit expected that like something with a character routine like the ai would go wacky because you triggered something else and it Got the game all confused. Yeah, like
0: that's the thing with with the really clockwork nature of these levels and the NPCs and everything. If something sort of goes wacky like that, I can't be too mad at it. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, So Hitman
0: Three. Well, to wrap up though, I'll say like visually, very nice. Uh, Looks great. Runs four (laughs) K. That's right. Borat voice. Yeah. Um, and runs really smoothly.
1: Yeah, uh, there have been some areas where I've seen like the frames dip down, but like it's not been super bad. Uh, yeah. I think like the Digital Foundry stuff even showed like they were trying to approximate things between like what the console settings were, but doing it on PC, and I think they dropped down to like 55 frames in some areas, which is not that bad of a frame drop. Yeah, uh, all things yeah, considering, considering how many just models are in some areas and like. The lighting and the reflection work that they're doing Like it's a really great looking game And to have it run as good as it does is impressive Right,
0: like it's basically just one part in Mendoza With a whole bunch of foliage is kind of what can make it dip um, yeah. That and sniping, like the effects on for whatever reason Tend to make it drop And that's always been the case Like that happened in the previous ones too And like even in, I think like Hitman 2 and 3 Like back in the day it was the same way So I'm not sure why that does that but yeah um yeah it, and it should be noted by the way that now you have a tv with hdr that functions
1: yay i do <laughs> Hooray. i'm really happy about that yeah so i don't know if i ever talked about it on this podcast i had a hisense uh no, that did. is advertised on the because i
0: talked about it in relation to demon souls specifically and you're like oh i oh, oh.
1: Oh yeah, but well, I should probably explain it again because this next thing I'm going to talk about also has to do with HDR. Uh, but on the box, at a high sense, it says 4K HDR, and instead of doing HDR the way it's supposed to, it just blows everything out and kind of grays the image. It looks terrible. So uh, because I got my stimulus check, I decided to go buy a TCL uh, <laughs> S535. Oh, well, what do
0: you mean the first one? Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, Not the yeah, second. I, Uh, um, I got a TCL S S535 uh, Which is a pretty nice TV I think my only real issue with it is The LEDs I use for the back of it don't seem To trigger properly but I don't know if that's The LEDs that I bought Or if it's something with the way that the TV Is handling power that I have to manually Turn them on every time instead of just having them Turn on with the TV What are you talking about? Whatever LEDs Uh, I get uh, so I did this with my Hisense. I bought like a LED strip that plugs in through the USB cable, and so it has like an LED backlight, and I can kind of like change the colors on it and stuff. And it just it looks neat for something that costs like five or seven bucks.
0: LED backlight. Uh,
1: An LED strip, like an adhesive strip, yeah, of LEDs, yeah. And I just put it on the back of the TV. Why? And so then when I turn it on. It's just it just looks neat it doesn't Serve any <laughs> real function other than just kind of Like looking cool all right i like I like leds a lot Uh i've kind of been considering Getting one of those strips for like the rim of My desk uh but that also is partly Because it's easier to see things under it Too but anyway
0: yeah see that's why I thought you meant like i thought it was so you could see The ports easier or oh, something
1: no No well, no because on the tv the ports are All on the side and i use like a swivel mount so It's really easy to just get at ports Yeah um I just do it for aesthetics. I think it looks nice. Anyway, point is I'm a little bit bothered. I have to turn it on manually each time, but that has nothing to do with this. Okay. Uh, point is I have a TV that uses or that makes proper use of HDR. Now the thing I don't like about that TV is I really had to fuck around with calibration settings for the uh retro Pi hmm. I don't I don't know why, but it it has this like smoothing effect on the Retro Pi natively. So everything just looks like it's been smeared in Vaseline. It looks awful. So I had to like switch it over to Vivid and like make the image as sharp as I can. So like now the pixels are real crispy on there, uh, and it looks I think the way that it should. But it was horrible just that's, on default. Yeah,
0: it's interesting to me because uh, mine on default likes to set like sharpness up, and I have to turn that down because that looks bad. That looks like when they mess with stuff on blu rays to like make it look sharper than it actually is, and, like it's that haloing effect and everything, so I always turn that all the way down uh but when oh, I've done it... like retro stuff it it's looked fine.
1: What's weird on mine is like our team's uh recommended calibrations say to set it on movie mode, but that just makes everything looks like it's had grease poured onto it, it the movie mode looks terrible on that thing. I mean, maybe it looks fine for movies. I don't know. I haven't watched a movie with the movie mode on, but like for games, it looks like shit. Well, the thing is, or just like, any kind of menu, it looks like shit.
0: The m- modes are just presets. Like yeah. that's just the other settings below it. It's just switching those to preset things. So, I yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen your TV in person, and I never will. So,
1: yeah. For for retro video games, I just have it set to to vivid, and the. Pixels come through nice and crispy and sharp now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like default, everything had this weird smoothing on it. And it just, it looked very bad. Don't smooth Mm -hmm. old video games. Don't do that. Like I get that on CRTs, it had an inherent smoothing through scan lines. And that's kind of the benefit of scan lines. But when you're emulating games like that, scan line filters, typically they don't like, I don't think they look good generally, but smoothing is way worse. Because that doesn't even remotely look the way that games looked running on CRTs. I would also but, say like not even slightly.
0: I would also say when running older games that turn off local dimming. Um, because I noticed that made a difference.
1: Oh, I should try that. I think I might have left that on. I don't know. I had to I had to fuck around with that stuff so much. Like it was even worse on the Nintendo 64, but I like I expected that would be the case. Yeah. <laughs> Since it's an N sixty four, first of all, and it's having to run through an upscaler, and I'm sure that is a whole other hurdle but uh i think i got that where it needs to be too um but actual hdR and playstation 5 games it's very pretty
0: hey quick question by the way before we move on from hitman 3 uh do you know what the weed is for in dubai because i found like a I, joint and i have no idea what it's supposed to be used
1: for i think that's just a fun thing you can pick up because that stuff was in two as well yeah there are a few levels in two where you could pick up a joint yeah, I wonder if you could bring somebody with it Because I do think it's funny no, you that you can't can knock it. someone out With a There is that one feat in Dartmoor Where you can knock someone out with a roll of like newspaper Yeah Because well, I guess his skull is made of glass
0: So I, I think that actually might not completely knock them out I think it might be like if you throw a hamburger Or something like it will knock them down But then you have to like actually run up and hit them to Completely knock them sure out I'm pretty
1: sure it knocked him completely out
0: Okay that's funny
1: though, but uh, like I don't yeah, know newspapers. if they said it for just that one guy because there's a specific feat for knocking him out with the newspaper.
0: Okay, Well newspapers were in two because they were in the bank level in the expansion. Yeah,
1: yeah. You can pick up a banana in Dubai. Yep. And throw up bananas at people. That's right. Uh, apparently, there's a trophy where if you throw the banana on the ground and someone is chasing you, it will make them slip off of the tower. Good. Of course. So I need to try to do that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so HDR and Hitman 3 Looks very very good I've not Gotten to the uh, level set In China where I imagine it's going to look the best Since it's at night yeah. all those neon lights And everything well Berlin uh, also but I did
0: uh Has I did like try. that's in a nightclub And stuff so
1: yeah Probably would also look very good it's not too Impressive in Dartmoor but of course that level is More kind of just like hazy and, and mm-hmm. Gray and it's overcast and everything and you're not going to Get as much out of HDR in Dubai it looks pretty good yeah Uh but yeah um but where hdr has really shined for me is the resident evil village demo all right uh which i played through twice i played through it on my hisense just to kind of get an idea of what it looked like on that tv and then i played through on the tlc tcl i'm sorry uh do go chasing fucking... villages <sighs> yeah stick to the tall ladies that you're used to <laughs> yeah um but that it looks fucking incredible in HDR that is maybe the best looking game i've seen on the playstation 5 so far uh we've already like sung the praises of the re engine we both think it is an incredibly good graphics engine oh yeah but jesus the the lighting that they are using in that game is so damn nice uh, the Maiden demo is very short. There's not really much to do. They describe it as a visual demo for a reason. You're just there to kind of drink in what they're doing with the graphics. Uh, but it's set in a very Spencer Man- Mansion-esque location. Like, it really, really reminds me of that. Really makes me want another remake of one that is just set in the play style of 7. Like, okay. with, with that engine, that would look really, really good. Um But you kind of just like, you run around, you solve a couple like, really easy puzzles, and then uh, vampires show up and they want your blood. Yeah. You you get bit by a lady. And it's, uh... I thought you got stabbed by her. Well, so there's two different. There's one who's just kind of like, stalking the halls. I don't know if you're able to like, catch up to her and trigger anything with her. Like, the closest I've been able to get you can still completely see her, but she's like you know rounding a corner in the hallway or something uh but she's aware that you're there doing stuff uh and i know this because at one point you go down the stairs and she just says i'm watching you and it spooked me real good <laughs> so i was not expecting to have dialogue at that point uh but she is it, she shows up like as an apparition she like warps in through a doorway and just has blood all over her mouth So she's a vampire uh, And she chases you around And you can game over there In the area where you encounter her You're supposed to like run past her
0: That's the bug uh, one uh, into right? It looks kitchen. like Alexa Bliss
1: Yes Yeah Um. But the way you're supposed to end the demo Is you run past her You get into this little kitchen area which has a door outside And when you open the door to get out The tall lady shows up and grabs you And stabs you in the face Yeah um uh, and there's been people thinking that like maybe she's a tyrant because she has like tyrant claws which does. doesn't make sense to me because this seems like it takes place around the 1950s 1960s what? like this demo oh oh the so demo okay in the in the demo you're not playing as Ethan you're yeah. playing as just somebody who they've taken captive from the village and you're trying to get out which is why you die at the end of it um and I guess their whole thing is they're taking in staff uh, and staff that displeased them gets locked up in a dungeon and their blood is slowly drained out which they then consume in their wine uh, blood wine the, yeah the female <laughs> well, members of the staff are trying and... <laughs> thanks Worf uh, that's Martok I know, you're, I know you're trying to do Martok I'm just trying to demean your Martok impression oh, no. by saying it's Worf <laughs> um the the female members of the staff they're looking for candidates so they're trying to find other women to turn into vampires is what i gathered um i don't know how much of that's going to be like a factor because like i guess this game like chris is a werewolf now i don't know so i guess they're like leaning more into like other elements of horror instead of the typical like everyone's a zombie Or a sludge monster or a parasite I I, I
0: was gonna say like they had lizard men In the first one and giant spiders And snakes like
1: this is not This is too crazy This is striking me more as them making Good on that version of Resident Evil 4 where like there were Just straight up ghosts ghosts. and animated dolls Like it seems like it's pushing more into That territory and I think that's Very interesting I want to see where they go With that
0: yeah well I mean Uh, like 7 was like Hillbillies, like it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre style stuff yeah. uh, So, we, like just do a new, new genre every time, why not?
1: Yeah, but it was still like parasites in that game that was the thing too
0: Okay, I don't know,
1: I haven't played it, it's too spooky for the, me the, I, I know there are the like, main... like
0: mudmen down there or something
1: Yeah, so the main thing with that game is another biotech company Made another like parasite virus thing It's contained within a spooky little girl and Mm. after an accident that family finds the girl takes her in but they become infected by a parasite which then of course gets into the body horror and also mind control stuff
0: no this this could be a similar thing though it's just like it's another parasite it It just turns them into werewolves and vampires
1: but the fact that this has been going on since like the 1950s is also interesting to me because it implies that there's maybe something more going on than just typical like umbrella did it Could be like it's older. Like, it's older than that.
0: You could also say like maybe this is where it comes from, and then Umbrella found it and true. weaponized it or something. Like that's yeah. generally how that kind of thing works. But as Electric Six taught us, the sun ain't the real reason vampires die. So that's true. It's yeah. it's uh, Chris Redfield I have a gun and I shoot actually shoot them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chris Redfield's the reason vampires die.
1: Agent Forty said. So I ran up and I punched the vampire in the nose. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um imagine 47 yeah, trying
0: like, to like like knock out the tall vampire lady just like off his feet like hanging <laughs> onto her neck.
1: Uh, that would be good. Yeah, so I Chuck a can I'm inter- expired
0: spaghetti sauce at her head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm interested to see where they go with all that stuff. Um I'm trying to keep myself as in the dark as I possibly can about the village I want to be very surprised by that game But like the, the little <laughs> story seeds That they've laid out in that demo Are are interesting to me
0: Night uh, All I've seen Resident Evil Village <laughs>
1: <laughs> All I've seen of that game so far is the uh, Announcement trailer in this demo And that's it, I haven't seen anything else Yeah, me too uh, Well of course I've seen the gifts of the, the tall big boop lady Because the internet is extremely horny For her Yeah. Uh, although I'm into the bug ladies I want her to bite me and then for my bite to get infected. I also played Smash Brothers 64.
0: Is this Retro Corner? Are we doing that?
1: (laughs) Is this Retro Corner?
0: We're we're running long as it is.
1: We are. Look, it's a very long episode. Uh, Retro Corner, I'll keep brief. I played Super Smash Brothers 64. (laughs) Uh, Does not hold up that game
0: No of course not It's not
1: very good uh, I appreciate it Still in the sense that I like how you really don't Actually have control over your character And every time you kill someone It seems like a complete accident Yeah Because like that's fun for multiplayer Where everyone's trying to like Play a fighting game but all the characters Control like fucking marionettes It's,
0: it's a great party game or at least was yes. at the time
1: If you want a game that controls better than this Play Ernest Evans <laughs> Oh no Because it does
0: <laughs> I don't know about that It's less floaty I, up, I guess but...
1: Sure That's oh god there's like the Board the platforms stuff And like yeah. get to the exit and break the targets And that is where the game controls the worst Because any, t- any type of like actual Precision platforming in that thing It feels completely terrible Yep Uh but like, there's also just a lot of like, Attacks don't feel like They land the way they should and the timing on Everything is weird and sometimes you get cancelled Out of stuff when probably You shouldn't have been cancelled out of it And that is To the testament of this being a party game And not an actual fighting game uh, And I think even at that like point In time people would probably have not mistaken it For a fighting game that didn't happen until like Melee Because Melee controls a hell of a lot better It does Uh Although I would still insist that none of these are actually fighting games, so...
0: No, they're not, but is definitely the peak as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yes, Melee controls really good. It has a roster that is not completely absurd. It has a great selection of levels. Like, it is big, but it is still focused. I think kind of the problem with the later Smash Brothers is they just get so wildly large that no one part of it feels... All that good yeah. Uh, Especially the problem In the the last one that they did Where it's just like alright this is completely absurd And you guys didn't really spend any time Actually making it fun to play Um,
0: But everybody's here
1: Great They put Sephiroth in the game So it's good now if anything, part of the problem with the recent ones is when they put in like characters from actual like fighting games, and they yep. still try to make them control like an approximation of how they would play in like Street Fighter, and then it's like, oh no, you're just highlighting how fucking bad this is as yeah. a fighting game. Like playing like, as
0: Terry Bogard just makes would make me think like, man, I wish I was playing King of Fighters or Fatal Fury, exactly, or anything d- else Terry Bogard has been in.
1: It's on my retro Pie. Just load it up. I yeah. can just I could play that game Why would I want to play it in Smash just Come load on. Up,
0: load up Garo and you'll have a better time
1: Yeah yes Absolutely
0: Put nude Butt in Smash Brothers <laughs> That's the only thing that can sure. save it
1: uh, That's too horny for Sakurai Who is famously chast Um What? Chast Chaste? Yes I thought it was pronounced chast Whatever Look we've well established on this podcast that I don't understand how words work That's
0: a good point Um, Wordsworth That's a different thing
1: Ooh But yeah like the the original Smash 64 I still appreciate it for what it is I think it's completely insane that that game even exists Oh yeah It is maybe too good of an idea for Nintendo
0: One of the all time best Um, game commercials too The happy together one
1: Absolutely. I like that they had a faux wrestling match to advertise the game where they had those dudes dressed up actually fighting each other in like a wrestling ring. Yeah. Um and like they no one can find footage of that thing. It's just gone. And so it's this weird promotional thing that they did that has been lost to the ages. And like at, at the uh,
0: time, even like when I was a kid, I was like, man, they got Mario punching Pikachu. That's messed up.
1: Yeah. It still sucking each about other. Um uh, but, yet, like, I had a lot of fun just playing that game with friends back in the day. And I still think, as far as like if you can get people on the couch with you and play it, it is just a lot of fun because it doesn't control good. It's complete chaos. And it's more about just losing yourself in that chaos in good company than it is trying to actually play it with any like seriousness about it as a game, uh, which is, I feel, where Smash Brothers has gone horribly wrong. It, people take that shit way too seriously now. Yeah. Peak Smash Brothers was 64 and GameCube because it was still more about how ridiculous it is than how it was about trying to be a fighting game. And Melee, like, make no mistake, I think that is people trying to make it a fighting game. Yeah. I don't think that was the intention behind
0: No, it. like, even at the time, nobody I ever knew, like, had any sort of... Like delusions that that was a legitimate competitive game. Yeah. Like that's I think that something, something that happened way later. Either. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I I feel like probably it was actually after Brawl came out probably that people sort of went back to it and declared like this is the thing we're going to put all of our time into because they didn't like Brawl for whatever reason. I'm not yeah. sure.
1: Drive the cost of CRTs and shit up now because all these weirdos want to play melee. Hmm. Nintendo could totally re-release Melee And they just, you know, refuse Nope Even though that's just a goldmine That they're sitting on with it I don't know if their thought process is that then devalues The current Smash or or something like that But it's
0: ridiculous that they're not doing it Like, I don't know that the audiences for those things Like, that wouldn't have any effect Like, anybody who's a freak for Melee is gonna buy it And people who only want the newest one It doesn't matter anyway
1: yeah i i think if you were a freak for melee you were probably buying every single new smash brothers that comes out anyway because you were just that deep into smash oh yeah it's it's me and my sonic bullshit where it's like <laughs> I, I know i'm probably not gonna like this next one i'm gonna buy it anyway because i'm a lunatic i'm I'm already this deep into it so i can't stop now what's the next one uh they haven't announced it oh i they thought still you were saying there
0: was one coming out
1: no no it, it's Honestly a little bit weird that they have not announced Like a new mainline Sonic game at this point I know COVID probably messed with some of that stuff But it, it's, it's been like a while Mania was like what 2016, 2017?
0: Yeah, Forces was Something like that Forces was
1: only a few months after that I think it was at like Because Mania was like an August release I want to say and then I think, I think Forces came out in like January or something 2017
0: was Mania, right?
1: I think so, yeah Sounds right. I think Trump had already been president for a while (laughs) by that point. I want to say, this is how I understand time now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, like, Smash Brothers 64 is a serviceable game, uh, but my recommendation is don't try to play it alone. It's a completely miserable single-player experience, uh, but it is fantastic with friends. Uh, So I give Smash 64 a total of 64 out of 100. Uh, and then I would throw in a little unlockable nest That you can have fun with Okay yeah.
0: uh, Sonic Mania was August of 2017 So there I, you
1: go I I somehow knew it was August
0: Yeah that's maybe <laughs> the off. weirdest part Like that's It's already weird to me thing. that I remembered it was 2017 But knowing yeah. the month is a, a level of psychosis That I'm not sure I can get behind <laughs>
1: Um, I don't remember precisely when Sonic Forces came out Because I remember at the time I did not care And I knew I wasn't going to spend full price on that game I was just going to wait for it to bottom out At some point I was going to treat it like a GameStop stock Just uh, waiting for it to hit rock bottom It was November
0: of 2017 Three months later Got Sonic Forces
1: Oh boy (laughs) I remember though at that time just being like Man they bought all this goodwill with Mania And then they're dumping Sonic Forces and this fucking movie out here And Uh just burning it all down And uh, they still refuse to do a Sonic Mania 2 Even though that seems like a layup
0: And yet then the movie took a while to come out Because that wasn't until 2019 Well I remember they put
1: like
0: the Yeah it was 2020 Because it was right before the pandemic Yeah
1: they they had put out i think like the teaser poster and that was already like the first sign of like something is horribly wrong with this because that silhouette looked nightmarish and of course it turned out to be a nightmare uh but like it was i want to say it was around that time because i remember it just being like again we got all this goodwill with mania and now we are squandering it on each subsequent thing related to this fucking franchise The two I mean, worst things to be is a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog and a fan of Star Trek. Because they are just <laughs> going about as horribly wrong.
0: I mean, yeah, I was gonna say like being a Sonic fan is nothing but suffering anyway. So it's just sort of riding yeah. the scales back to justice. Uh
1: it you know. That bit from the red letter media video where Mike talks about the William Shatner beef and he is almost in tears, and he says, I can't take any more fucking Star Trek misery. (laughs) Yeah. Or no, it's it's, I've had enough Star Trek misery this year. Like, that is basically where I'm at (laughs) with Sonic the Hedgehog is completely broken. Uh, I've just not had Yuji Naka insult the way I look yet. (laughs) That would basically be the worst thing.
0: Just go look at those pictures of, like... uh... Robert Picardo with a laptop Or whatever (laughs) Computer
1: get me a picture of Robert Picardo With a hit clips (laughs) That
0: picture of the The Asian guy I don't know this Voyager character's names With uh, just a stack of 90's Computer software sure Oh yeah that's a guy who like died And was replaced with a clone or something
1: (laughs) Yeah were they another dimension Gave them a pity Harry Yeah we're sorry you lost your Harry Kim. I don't know. Whatever. Here's another one,
0: like Chief oh, O'Brien God. style, but dumber.
1: Yeah, it was. There were. It was a split thing, and they lost a Harry Kim and somebody else in one universe, and then the other universe was like, "Well, we're all going to definitely die, but to make things even, to save as much of the crew as we can, we're going to gift to you the crew members that died in your universe, and then everyone will be alive over there." So none of this matters because we're just resetting the status quo at the end of this hour of television. Great, yeah, great. That's that's Star Trek. You're always able to reset the status quo because there's just a million different dimensions where all these characters exist virtually the same way that they do, and then there's one dimension where everyone has goatees and is bad. Yeah, and and Kira is a bisexual.
0: I was gonna say Kira wears leather and is very horny. Yeah.
1: To be fair, Kira could probably be bisexual in the primary timeline, and they've just not, you know, done anything with it. Maybe that could be the case. Yeah, maybe. Know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, well, we definitely won't because it's not like Star Trek at that point in time wanted to deal with that at all. Well, they kind of did with Jetzia. They wanted to, but just certain other people very much wanted them to not. Yeah, is the thing. So. The nineties. Uh, Quark becomes a lady and it's very problematic. <laughs> <laughs> but we've talked about that in another podcast. Uh, that, and we should so... end this one before we devote a half an hour to Star Trek, which yes. we absolutely will unless we stop. Uh I think that's it this week. It's been a yep. it's been a week. A lot's been going on.
0: Big question. Did you give a rating to Legend of Dragoon last week?
1: I did not, I forgot to give a okay. rating to the legend of the gun.
0: What's your did buy dinosaurs? <laughs>